Okay, good morning, everybody. It's Tony Fleming. This is our 7 a.m. Eastern Mindset Call. We do this call every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 7 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Central, and uh, what is it, 4 a.m. Pacific Time? And on this particular call, we talk about mindset, we talk about leadership, we talk about success, failure, we talk about business, we talk about life, we talk about um, your why. While you're doing this, you talk. We talk about a lot of things that go hand in hand in what you do on a daily basis, and we also load this on a podcast platform. Um, so we emphasize a lot that you know is loaded on there for repetition. This is not actually a podcast. It's a conference call. It's a mindset call. It's a mental toughness call. Uh, but we put it on the podcast platform so that you can go back listen to it over and over and over, uh, take notes and apply the information because repetition is key. That's how we learn. We heard stuff for years and years and years. And um, in, in order for us to deprogram and reprogram, we got to go back and hear other stuff for years and years and years. And, you know, that's the, that's the challenging part is understanding that because initially when we became programmed, we didn't know that that was happening. We didn't know that when we were, you know, from the womb to age nine, what was being instilled in us. We didn't We didn't think about it. We just operated on, you know, daily basis, just doing things. Now we know we got to go back and deprogram and reprogram. And now in our mind, mentally, that's a challenge to us. Um, man, I don't know how long I can do that. Uh, how can I go back? I mean, why? why should I have to? All kind of questions. And I'm just telling you that in order to... Um, to move forward financially, you got to go out. You got to go back and deprogram some things that were taught to us, uh, and also reprogram some things. And that's why we put it on the podcast, so you can grab it, share it, you know, play it back, you know, take notes from it, do all those things, um, you know, because it's so important that you do that. We also have a replay on this conference call, which is seven one two four three two ten eighty five seven one two four three two ten eighty five um but um you know the replay stays up until 2 days so that means Wednesday it'll be down on Friday so you can get a chance to listen to it then but then it's going to be by that time it'll be on the podcast so you can go and check it out there also so all right uh what else we got let's see what else do we have today well we 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 back on the mental toughness stuff we're going to stay on this we're gonna stay on it. We're gonna ride the mental toughness all the way out, man. We're gonna because that's the key. Uh, that's the key. I tell you, that is the key. So, all right, let's go. Give me a minute. We'll be ready. Yeah. They ain't gonna like you. They ain't gonna like you. I be getting to the money. Everybody, man. Everybody man, I think I'm getting too much money. Everybody man, 
DM them or send them something on the Internet um, uh, through whatever, through your social media page. And a lot of times we're sending them facts. We're sending them logic. And, you know, they might click on it, click off of it. But when you send them emotion and you send them stories and you send them pictures, see those pictures of um, of people before and after, that's emotional. Uh, you, send them, you tell them a story, that's emotional. You know, when you see... See, when you're telling a person facts about your product, and I'm on the other end on another phone telling somebody some emotions about it, those people are going to move faster. While you're breaking down everything that it does, and I'm not telling you that you should know that. I'm not telling you that. But I'm telling you that when you are relaying this message on the people, people move based on emotions. So my story that I would tell a person compared to your facts that you will give a person, uh, my story will move them faster. So while you're giving them facts about everything that's in it, <clears throat> I'm telling them, look, I don't, I don't really know everything about that. I don't know everything that's in it. But I can tell you this. Uh, Tony said when he started using that product, and he used it for 20 days straight, that his skin looks immaculate that his face looks immaculate, that he had, you know, eczema breaking out at one point, and that he had these things going on. In his, and I, I know now when I see him, I'm like, wow. Now, you you over the other end telling them everything that's in it. You got this in it. You got that in it. You got that in it. You got this in it. Again, I'm not telling you not to know that. I'm not telling you that you shouldn't know that. I'm not telling you that that's not good information. But what I'm telling you that, you know, facts tell, but stories sell. And the reason stories sell is because of emotions. That's how people move. That's what get them going. You know, it's, it's difficult to move a person straight logic. Because if we look at logic, we should be doing a lot of things. I mean, logic says... <clears throat> that we shouldn't smoke cigarettes. You read the side of the pack, it's logical. Shoot, logic says we shouldn't drink alcohol. <laughs> I mean, that's logic. If you read everything and then understand what it does to the body, but obviously people are not moving on logic. I mean, that warning, that warning sign has been on the side of the cigarettes for years. You know, I don't really, I don't drink, so I, I don't know what's on the bottle. I don't know what's on the alcohol bottle, but that warning is from the Surgeon General has been on there for years. If you read that, that's logical. Makes a lot of sense. Ain't stopping people from smoking. Same thing, anything else that you think about what we do on a daily basis, um, You know, I could talk about all day long about what happens. Let's just say, let's talk about facts on accidents on the highway or facts on 
let's say when I was growing up as a kid, you know, my, you know, my thing was I wanted a motorcycle. I talked about that a lot. I told you the story about that. Now, you know, there's nothing you could have told me factual about that that could have stopped me from wanting that motorcycle. Nothing. I don't care how many, whatever you said about accidents and all that, on a, until the day I saw an accident. I actually physically saw a car, I saw a motorcycle go into the side of a car, the driver's side, running light, hit the driver's side, and when he ended up, it was he was going through the dash of the of the front dash of the car, stuck in there, bleeding to death. Now, that's all I needed to see. I don't care whatever story or whatever facts, I mean, whatever uh, facts or logic you want to give me, I didn't need that. That's what I need to see right there. That was it for me. I came home, <laughs> told my mom, I don't think I want one of those. <laughs> Why? She said, she said, you and your, you know, you know me and your dad. She didn't tell me this two years later. We had already put the money together, and we decided we was going to go and get you one because, you know, I had it on my wall. You know, I had I had my vision board up and didn't even know it was a vision board. I was putting up, you know, posters of motorcycles on the wall. I didn't even know, I, you know, that was what I was doing, but that was a vision board. I mean, I had them all over my wall in the bedroom, getting no, new brochures, going out to the to the uh, dealership where they, that my Honda had the motorcycles and sitting on one. You know, the guys to see me coming in there, I ride my bike over there. I was doing what we talk about doing now. Go sit in the car you want. Go take the picture you want of that car. Put it on the wall. Put it on your vision board. I was doing that at that age and didn't know I was doing it. But you couldn't have told me any, any factual stuff that would made me, but when I saw what I saw, that was it. So I don't know, you know, we, we still want to, you know, think that that's, the, that's what moves people. Mm-mm. Emotions move people. The same thing when you get promoted and you want to walk across stage at the event, that emotion is what moves you. Just that whole thing of being applauded, that recognition thing, that's what moves you. Um, so trying to inspire an emotional creature by appealing to its sense of logic is amateur at best, he says, and stupid at worst. In 30 years of studying and working with leaders, only a small percentage has really understood this in the business world. In the world of professional sports, it's a different story. Many top coaches use emotional motivation brilliantly. Brilliantly. Can I say that word, please? Brilliantly. (laughs) One more time, Tony. Brilliantly. All right. But, you know, coaches use that. The best example may be Herb Brooks who motivated the U.S. Olympic hockey team in 1980 to pull off one of the greatest upsets possible. Now, if anybody knows that story, you ever watched that movie, you know, the U.S. Olympic team was not supposed to beat the Russians. No way possible. No way possible. (laughs) But emotional motivation has the power to drive a team beyond what they believe is possible. Now, you know, Now, if you ask my opinion, which y'all haven't asked, but I'm going to give you that, you know, when it comes to Olympics or when it comes to college sports or something like that, like the 
the um, the tournaments in college, you know, whether it's basketball or football, Olympics. You know, I don't I don't look at that as you know the champions won. You know, because it's only one game. You can get fired up for that. Now, see, I don't know if the 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 U.S. team could have got fired up to beat the Russians four out of seven, like they do in the NBA tournament and the NBA basketball. That's why usually the best team does win the NBA because they got to go and win four out of seven. So if you can get fired up for one game and you win, you know, even you know, you, you know, you could do that. But when it comes to uh, you know doing that thing again and again and again. Uh, I don't know. But this hockey team only needed to get fired up that one time. They won from the straight emotion. Now, the sheer force of this collective emotion is so overwhelming that it's mentally, that it mentally elevates the consciousness of the individual performers, which enables them to tap into a higher level of intelligence. Now, this secular philosophy is that the performers are able to access more of their brain when they're operating in the altered state of consciousness. Now, this is an article that, that uh, Steve Siebel had out. It's called Logic vs. Emotion. And uh, this is, you know, years back that he put this together. But, you know, when I look at Siebel and I read some of the stuff that he talks about, it's on point. I mean, he breaks it down to the T to say, look, I know how y'all thinking, but Logic does not move people. Facts tell, and that's it. Stories sell. The spiritual philosophy says that performers have raised their rate of vibration to the same frequency, frequency as the force that created them. While champions' belief in the source of the power varies, they all know that the process begins with emotional motivation. Emotional motivation. Um, Ask yourself today, you know, while you're doing the business, is, uh, do you have emotion in what you're doing? When you're talking to people, do you have that emotion? I'm not saying shouting and jumping up and down with that fake, you know, talk, that fake fired up, you know what I'm saying? People can pick that up. But are you serious about what you're doing and giving some serious emotion to it when you're talking to people and you're believing in what you're saying? Because that that has to be part of your conversation. Now, we talk about this all the time. Three for three. Thoughts, feelings, and actions. Which part is the emotion? The feelings. Oh, let me let me change that because I just dropped the G and I always talking to people about dropping the G. The feelings. <laughs> I say feelings like y'all say Flemings. <laughs> Y'all drop that G. I can't drop the G. So it's thoughts, feelings, and action. Thoughts, feelings, and action. So the emotion part is the feelings. You got to have that. Now, you got to have action also. Because if you don't put the action behind it, you know, you can have all the feelings you want. You know, you can be running around the house all day long. I'm fired up. I'm fired up. Woo-hoo, I'm fired up. Woo-hoo, I'm fired up. I'm fired up. And and just like that dead noise right there, that's all you're going to get. 
I'm fired up. I'm fired up. I'm fired up. Okay, when you gonna go do something? <laughs> I'm finished. Let me finish getting fired up. <laughs> Let me finish getting fired. I want to watch one more emotional video. Let me watch one more. Okay, I'm ready. Now you got to go do something. Thoughts. What's your thoughts? That's your strategy. You got to have a strategy. You got to have your strategy together. You know, like in the locker room, you know, they've been practicing. Well, you know, during the week, the team has been practicing all weeks with their strategy. So they got that down pat. Now they got to get the feelings. Now they got to get the emotion. And they get that down pat. So now they leave the locker room with the thoughts and the feelings. Now they got to step on the field and put the action in. Same thing with us in business. We have to have that strategy. We got to have the emotions, and we got we got to have the action behind it. Three for three. We must go three for three. Thoughts, feelings, and actions, and that's the key, man. And we got to do it every single day. Every single day, we got to get up every day. And and now look, we just I just had this little discussion with with a preacher man. <laughs> Somebody going back and forth about our why, and he said, he said to me, if a if a if a lady's why is their son in a burning house that's on fire and they go in there to get him out because they know that's the why. Why is it not their why when they're looking at their child every day? Uh, and I said because most people think that their child is going to be okay regardless. A lot of y'all think that somehow, some way, you know, the other song, we're going to make it out of this place. Somehow, some way, we're going to make it. You look at your child that way, even though you know that, you know, in five years you got to pay for their college education, even though you know that these things are going to be needed. For some reason, a lot of us think that that's going to just happen in some form or fashion, you know. Um, you know how they say when people die, they depend on the government, uh, you know, a family and friends. It's like we just think that that is covered. But when they're in that burning house and, and that house is on fire, you don't know if it's covered or not. So you want to run in there and grab your child. Because, because you know, if that's your why for the burning house, it should be your why for your child in your room with you or in your house with you. But again, if that person doesn't look at that child as, you know, needing something because we believe that it's somehow, some way, you know how they say, you know, uh, what's, what's this saying, um, never seen the righteous forsaken or see begging bread that somehow my child's going to be taken care of, then you don't look at that as your why. See, I looked at my why as my mother because I didn't know, I, I don't I know somebody's going to take care of her. I really did my dad was gone, so who else is going to take care of? I mean, who else is going to do it? But if we think that a lot of things are going to happen for us that's going to help us in some form or fashion, we don't look at it the same way. And you got to start looking at it the same way because... You know, there's no guarantee something's going to come along. There's no guarantee of that. And I know some of y'all say, well, you're going to throw that scripture on me again. Never seen the Lord, you know, never seen the righteous forsaken us, see begging bread. 
Well, I just I challenge you to go downtown Atlanta or go downtown to any major city and see a lot of folks down there that's suffering. And I believe a lot of them were righteous too. So you can't sit there and say that. So preacher man said, yeah, but you have belief in the business before you did, even though your mother, no, I didn't. <laughs> no, I didn't. It was years before I had belief in the business. I knew it would work. I mean, I, I saw it working for other people, but it was four or five years before I really believed that it, you know, I did it. What I did, what I said was, I probably got a better chance here than with AT&T. That's what I said, but it wasn't no diehard belief like I have now that it works. No, I, you know, I was, you know, hey, <laughs> let's go, let's go for it. So, mm-mm. <laughs> Preacher man, we can go back and forth with that one <laughs> all day. But uh, so he's saying, I'm saying a lot of folks don't believe in the business. It's not that they don't have a reason why. So you're telling me that a lot of folks don't believe in the business. I agree with that. I know for a fact that a lot of folks don't believe in the business, 100%. Um, it's not that they don't have a reason why. So, so you're saying that people have the reason why they just don't say it? What are you saying? We got to talk about this on Friday because I don't understand what you're saying. But you're saying that they have the reason why and they just don't say it. Okay. Then they don't really have it. It's like it's like your child. Like I said, if you're sitting there looking at your kid and you're thinking, now you know, I know that's your why. It should be your why. I know that for a fact. It should be that you should be out here busting your butt every day to have money because you got to take care of this child. You know that you got to, you know, get them through school. You know you got to do it. I know that should be your reason why. So you're saying that they don't know that, but I know that's your reason why. Um, I'm trying to understand what you're saying. <laughs> you type it, you text it so much. We're going to stop it right here today, folks, and we'll talk. We'll pick this up on Wednesday. Um um, <laughs> we'll pick it up on Wednesday. Um, no, today is Wednesday. We'll pick it up on Friday. <laughs> I'm trying to read as I talk. All right, so we got a mystery voice. Let me see if I can find a mystery voice today. Y'all tell me what it is. Y'all tell me who the mystery voice is. All right. Um, man, it's only eight seconds of that mystery voice. Ooh, we y'all 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 get it tripping on them eight seconds. I guess I had to play it over and over and over. Let me see. All right, y'all should know this voice though. My son uh, um, has uh, helped me grow up an incredible amount. What he teaches me is his abundant enthusiasm for everything that he approaches. <laughs> Somebody said that. 
So I didn't, I didn't put that mystery voice together, but I'm gonna let y'all, I'm gonna let y'all hear it again. My son uh, um, has uh, helped me grow up an incredible amount. What he teaches me is his abundant enthusiasm for everything that he approaches. <laughs> this person has sent a bunch of them too, so, and she got three, three of them all eight seconds. Y'all can't guess that voice. My son uh, um, has uh, helped me grow up an incredible amount. What he teaches me is his abundant enthusiasm for everything that he approaches. <laughs> I'm, this person's going to have to stop doing these eight-second ones. I'm just telling you, that ain't going to work. <laughs> we need at least 25 seconds, you know, at, at the max. Um See, I got another one for eight seconds. I played that one. Maybe y'all can get this one. You should get involved with your country. It's a, it's a crucial election, and we should make some changes because they're so desperately needed. Oh, they'll never get that one. That's too, and she was too young then. She was super young. Somebody said Simon Cowell. You know, it, it did sound like him, but what I'm saying is y'all have never guessed this person because you're not going to be thinking about this person, because it wasn't long enough. I'm going to do it again for... My for, son for the, uh, um, has uh, helped me grow up an incredible amount. What he teaches me is his abundant enthusiasm for everything that he approaches. <laughs> it's just not... Um, yeah, I'm going to do it again. My son uh, um, has uh, helped me grow up an incredible amount. What he teaches me is his abundant enthusiasm for everything that he approaches. <laughs> My son uh, um, has uh, helped me grow up an incredible amount. What he teaches me is his abundant enthusiasm for everything that he approaches. It's a good shot, uh, Pinky. That really is a good shot. She says Ozzy Osbourne. That really is a good shot, but it's not. Um, nope, not a black author. It's a, it's a, it's a musician. But you have to really, really be thinking about this one. Now, I, I, if anybody gets this one, I might have to give you extra for that one. My son uh, um, has uh, helped me grow up an incredible amount. What he teaches me is his abundant enthusiasm for everything that he approaches. My son uh, um, has uh, helped me grow up an incredible amount. What he teaches me is his abundant enthusiasm for everything that he approaches. <laughs> Piggy, you right there in the mix, boy. You show you you right there, but you <laughs> Steam. It does sound like Steam, but it's not Steam. It's not Ozzy Osbourne. So y'all should know you ought to be close, Pinky. You ought to be real close, but you you're not gonna you're not gonna get this one. My son uh, um, has uh, helped me grow up an incredible amount. What he teaches me is his abundant enthusiasm for everything that he approaches. Bono, nope, not Bono. As I said, y'all, you're not even. Uh, this person hasn't been on the scene in a minute. 
That's why I should have been a little longer. But I'm going to get to you again. My son uh, um, has uh, helped me grow up an incredible amount. What he teaches me is his abundant enthusiasm for everything that he approaches. All right, nobody wins today. I gave y'all a try. I gave y'all a, a bunch of tries. <laughs> Deceased black model? Who is that? <laughs> that's not what I'm playing. And that's what you sent me. That's not what I'm playing. <laughs> what are you talking about? What are you smoking over there? Man from the negotiator. Nope. All right. It's over with anyway, so let me give you all the hint that you would know. And everybody going to say, oh, yeah, but I didn't think about him. Who is Freddie M? Freddie M. By saying Rod Stewart, nope, that was a good shot too. Rod Stewart was a good shot too, but <laughs> here's your hint, and I know everybody's going to text me when they hear this. Ready? Fine, 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 fine. What's your name? What's your name? What's your name? <laughs> fine. Oh. I'll text it now. Nope, that's not Rod Stewart. It's David Bowie. Fine. <laughs> y'all, y'all tried, though, but so, hey. Don't be, be afraid to look up at the sky. You Don't be afraid to look up at the sky. Don't be afraid to look up at the sky. Don't be afraid to look up at the sky. Check it. Don't be afraid to look up at the sky. Don't be afraid to look up at the sky. Don't be afraid. 